This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. The coronavirus is really starting to have an impact on the automotive industry. Wards reports that global sales fell 10% in January, or by more than 800,000 vehicles. Most of that came from a big drop in Asia. Early reports say car sales in China fell nearly 90% in February. Reuters reports that a couple of cities in China started offering sales incentives on cars to try and get customers buying again. But the incentives are only for cars made in those cities. Meanwhile, in the U.S., any slowdown in production could be felt almost immediately. Over the last year, automakers worked to cut their inventories of vehicles to reduce the need for sales incentives. They did such a good job that inventory levels are the lowest they've been in seven years. Normally, that would be a good thing, but these are not normal times. CNBC reports that automakers and suppliers have set up war rooms and task forces to identify part shortages and figure out ways to plug the gap. General Motors airlifted critical parts to its plants in the United States to keep its truck lines running. Dana quickly identified three sources for respirator masks in North and South America and in Europe. And as we reported last week, the Geneva Auto Show was canceled. So automakers are going to unveil their latest models online, including Mercedes, Porsche, BMW, Audi, and Volkswagen. That includes the new E-Class, the the top-of-the-line 911, as well as the Touareg R and Golf GTI. Fisker put out a video about its ocean electric SUV. And you know, it's going to be really fascinating to see the kind of reaction and coverage these online reveals get. If it all goes really well, it could encourage automakers to drop out of more auto shows. Automakers have seen their stock prices take a pummeling, with share prices down nearly 10%. But Tesla really got hammered. Its stock price plummeted 25% in just the last week. Even so, Morgan Stanley analyst Adam Jonas says don't buy on the dip, at least not yet. He says Tesla stock is going to drop a lot more. It closed last week at $688 a share, but Adam Jonas believes it will drop to $500. And it's not all the coronavirus. Early reports out of Europe show exceptionally weak sales for Tesla. So here's our AutoLine insight in all this. Until the coronavirus runs its course, automakers and suppliers are going to have to change the way they do business. It's probably a good idea to run as much overtime as you can right now and bank up as much inventory as you can. For decades, the industry worked on developing a just-in-time system of inventory control. But now it's time to change that to just in case. Dodge's run of minivan production is coming to an end. The brand has been making minivans since 1984 but the Grand Caravan is being phased out and production will end in May. With the move, FCA is also reducing the number of shifts at its Windsor, Ontario plant, which builds the minivan, from three to two. That will result in 1,500 job cuts. The automaker hopes improvements to the 2021 Chrysler Pacifica, including the addition of all-wheel drive, will help boost sales. 
But this could make contract negotiations more difficult with Canada's auto union Unifor, which will begin this summer. But if you live in California or one of the 12 other states that follow its emission rules, you can no longer buy the Grand Caravan anyway. The 3.6-liter Pentastar V6 that powers the van doesn't meet 2020 emission standards. And the same goes for the Dodge Journey, as its 2.4-liter four-cylinder isn't compliant. SGA uses the Pentastar V6 engine and other models, but they use an updated version that does meet regulations. And the Journey was first introduced in 2009 and hasn't had many updates and is currently offered in only two trims. There's rumors FCA will replace it with a version based on the Alfa Romeo Stelvio, but it's not expected to arrive until 2022. The best way to develop new auto technology is to try it out on the racetrack. That's why a new series for autonomous race cars was created, called the Indy Autonomous Challenge. It's a competition for university students to develop self-driving race cars that will compete at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway next year for a million-dollar prize. It may seem weird to race cars without drivers, but on last week's Autoline After Hours, John Warniak from SEMA explained the goals of this challenge. Basically, it's, it's solving real-world problems with racing. Uh, as we all know, racing is basically there to solve problems and demonstrate technology on the world stage. It's the fastest way to develop technology outside of war. So uh, competition is the way to do it. There's a lot to talk about there, and uh, hopefully it moves things along. And it's basically for three reasons. The extreme edge cases that they can have with these, uh, basically the different autonomous situations on the track. Second is the deployment of the technologies, proving that they work. And probably more importantly for consumers, what the car can and cannot do. So educating consumers. And we're right in the middle of that, all this uh, advanced driver assist systems going on now. That's the gateway, uh, the foundation for these autonomous systems. If we don't get that right. Uh... To learn more about the Indy Autonomous Challenge, you can watch that entire show right now on our website, autoline.tv, or you can find it on our YouTube channel. Autoline Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our passion. With more vehicles being equipped with cameras and sensors, a growing concern is, how do you keep them clean so the systems still function as they're intended? As of now, a warning may pop up on the dash, and the owner has to get out and clean them by hand. But that's not ideal, especially if you're driving in mud or snow, which would require frequent stops. So the supplier for SIA developed a couple of solutions. Take a look. So we're developing a sensor washing system, actually multiple sensor washing systems because all ADAS and uh, autonomous vehicles eventually will have to have some types of sensors to keep the pedestrians, cars, and other objects safe in front of it. Uh, so in a LiDAR, you can actually see the, the image in front of it as long as that sensor is clean. But as soon as that sensor gets dirty, just like anything else, you won't be able to see through it and the, uh, the image of, that, of the objects end up disappearing or, or get slightly skewed to where you're not safely driving down the road anymore because you may miss objects that are coming at you. Uh, so we're developing the LiDAR washing system, which is a nozzle that's facing backwards, and we actually move the nozzle in and out so that it will cover the entire surface of the LiDAR 
and it also sweeps the dirt away from the LiDAR surface as it's washing. And then once that's washed off, you see a point cloud comes back on the, the screen over there, which means it's able to see the objects in front of the vehicle, keeping that, the pedestrians, cars, and other objects in front of the vehicle safe. And the spray would come from the windshield washer system. You know, I think we're going to need some bigger washer reservoirs, but let us know what you think. That's it for today. Thanks for watching, and please join us again tomorrow.